anytime I can be on somebody else's show. It's it's very weird for me. I just want to full disclosure. Um, I'm always in control of these things, dude. Right, you're and in the hot I'm seat today, baby. <laughs> and that is that's something that every time I get on a show, I always tell the host, I'm like, okay, look, I need you to understand. Uh, this is not my comfort zone, right? I'm so much more comfortable when I'm the one asking the questions. So, uh, no, I appreciate the opportunity. I really do. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Optimized Advisor Podcast, where we focus on optimizing the well-being and best practices of insurance and financial professionals today. On this show, our objective is to help you optimize your life, optimize your profession, and learn from other optimized advisors. I'm your host, Scott Heinela. We hope you enjoy the show. And, you know, as you know, this this topic fits perfectly to our you know our objective targeting financial advisors wealth managers across the mm-hmm. country and helping them optimize their practice their lives and and learn from from other successful advisors i mean that that's what it's all about i think about that i listen i'm like shoot who wouldn't want to listen to that if i'm an advisor and or a wealth manager trying to you know figure out how to be the best i can be so part of that is on definitely a large part of that is on us to get guests just like you who have insights and expertise. And so today, of course, our topic is solely on the the emphasis of da 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 podcasting um, and all of the insights that you have and the expertise that you've enlightened on advisors um, to to embark on this journey of podcasting to their customers and their customer base. Uh, so if we could, Matt, maybe just talk a little bit first about what it is that you do without me paraphrasing sure. uh, and the role that you play in the advisor space, specifically with with uh, podcasting in general. So we actually call ourselves influence accelerators. And, and basically what that means is utilizing an advisor's natural talent to communicate ask questions, make people feel special, um, show that they're listening, and then provide them with a product that actually uh, delivers on all of those. We do that for financial services professionals. We do that in really two ways. Uh, We do it where we teach you everything you need to know, and you can do it by yourself. So our Pod Rocket Academy, uh, the the philosophy behind that was um, we wanted to be able to massively disrupt and impact the industry. Um, and we can't do that <laughs> in our other services because I have to have a team of like 10,000 people. Uh, but I, we're really, really good at teaching. And so uh, we do it with a do-it-yourself program. And then we have one that's not really do it for you. It's do it with you uh, because this is a journey that we come up uh, alongside of advisors. And we uh, help them create everything that has to do with their podcast. Uh, custom intro, outro, artwork. Uh, we help co-host produce the show. We do all post-production syndication. And then we write social media assets based off of their content uh, that they came up with in the podcast and they give that to them uh, in the medium of their preferred social media content. So, and all of that is to have them realize that one, they have to stop being the best kept circuit in their area. And two, influence marketing is the only marketing that's left for experts. And you have to be paying attention to it. If you don't have a podcast, if you're not doing video, if you don't have engaging social media content, your competition does and they're listening to them. That is a hell of a lot better said than me just saying you, you help advisors with podcasts. (laughs) Kudos to you. No, that, that, you know, the whole, the whole conversation as it relates to 
uh, content creation through video and enhancing the experience and just the value that you provide customers at large. Um, I think a lot of the times advisors get a little bit, I don't know if the word is necessarily nuanced or just niched in the fact that they think they're in such a tight and little community if, if they will, and without thinking from this scale perspective, but um, the video creation and or podcasting or, you know, creating this type of engagement with your advisors. I can't think of any optimal, more optimal way to just communicate at large. We, we talk about, everybody asks me about ROI, right? And you deal with this all the time, right? Um, and we really think that there's, so one of the aspects of ROI, just to be clear, um, is net new assets. Okay. So we'll just put a pin in that, right? Uh, if you do what we tell you to do, you're going to get new clients. You're going to get new business. That's one of four more, right? So, so the four, or the, that's five of, you know, there's four more. Um, one, it's the best client communication tool that you're going to get because it's freaking opt-in. It's not another newsletter. It's not another stupid email, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it is in a wonderful way for them to feel your presence in, your, in their quiet time because that's when people listen to shows, right? People are listening to this show when they're driving to work, when they're, you know, exercising, when they're preparing dinner, when they're getting ready. Uh, those are, that's when people listen to podcasts. Scott, your advisors who are listening to the show are inviting you into their most quiet private time. There is nothing that's more intimate than that. The other thing, we, what we're doing right now, as corny as it sounds, and you can be like, dude, that's not true, is we're creating art. This is a form of art. It's a spoken word, for, word, word for, uh, form of art. And in fact, when you moved into your new space, one of the things that I asked you, uh, you have a painting behind you, right? Or, or it's a picture, right? And one of the things that I love to ask advisors is, do you have local art? Let me art? pan over just yeah. so they can yeah, see that's that. that's awesome, right? So, so here's the thing. You paid for that, correct? I, I did. And there's a story behind that picture, actually. Tell me the story behind the picture. So uh, that picture is taken in Lake Tahoe. We were on a hike with my family and my son, who at the time was nine or 10, said, Dad, you know, let me give me your phone. I want to take a picture. And he took that picture. I said, James, this is a I love this type of picture. I mean, first of all, we're a very outdoors family and mm -hmm. we're um, I love just pictures of nature and pictures that are personal. Um, and so anyways, there it was born. So you created that art. We did. Right. A lot of advisors have art that's created by local artists. And one of the mm. things that I always ask them is, do you expect that to have an ROI? Well, what do you mean, Matt? Is right. that art going to pay you back? Right. And, and what they don't understand is it does because Scott, you just got to tell a great story that is going mm -hmm. to connect you to your audience even deeper. I'm an outdoorsy family. My son, when he was younger, he took this picture. We loved this. I loved this picture so much. It now hangs up in my office, right? People don't understand the intrinsic value of art. There are all, all sorts of other aspects of ROI. I just wanted to talk very quickly about the fact that what you are doing and why podcasting is so powerful is because it's so fiercely intimate uh, and you're getting invited into your ideal clients and prospects quiet time. That's excellent. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because what I want to do oh, is sure. back up just a moment and sure. speak for a quick second, a shameless plug for our good friends at Females in Finance and Cheryl Hickerson, that's, which yeah. is how we met. Yeah. You and I were both at the Riskalyze Summit and we just happened to 
That was the last, it was the last seat available at the dinner <laughs> happened to be directly across from you. And here we are, we, you know, now, now we're engaged and we're in conversation and, um, becoming, becoming friends. So I, Absolutely. Uh, it's funny how those things work in life. Um, you just kind of count your blessings, but yeah, anyways, we, we were at the kid's table, bro. That's what, that's we, were. what ended up we, we were at the kid's uh, table. It was so much fun. Uh, um, little, little did they know. Yeah, little did they know. Yeah, we um, actually just became a, a big sponsor of, of Females in Finance. So that's a huge one of our 2023 initiatives here at Proudmouth is uh, to help women uh, and male ally network uh, people uh, rise above the noise and become, uh, you know, really be their own loud and get their voice out in the marketplace. So we're super excited about that. That's uh, that's wonderful. And, and, and as we are a sponsor as mm -hmm. well, uh, I mean, I can't think of anything... More, or more, more better way to to allocate resources and help that wonderful organization, femalesandfinance.com. For those that are listening, check it out. Become a member, whether you're male or female. Yep. Anyways, I, I, I digress. We were at that event. We started chat, chatting about what it is you do, and you've helped over uh, however many. I don't know the number of advisors, but I do remember the number of podcasts, which was over 5,000 mm -hmm. episodes. That is a staggering number. That is incredibly... Um, What's the adjective? Crazy. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, one. It, it's certainly um, exciting that mm -hmm. many of advisors are are gravitating towards this as a medium and a way to communicate and connect with people in their audience. But uh, I also attended your breakout session because we were chatting, and I was uh, very intrigued about uh, what was the title of this uh, breakout session? Yeah, it was the Five Hour Rise of Podcasting. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. You said you have to be there, and so here I am. And I thought, you know, this was a, a, a incredible wealth of knowledge and expertise for any advisor who is either doing podcasts and maybe not covering all their bases, or two, those that are interested in in entering into this space. So let's just talk through those five um, and in no specific order. Well, hold on. I I'm taking control of this for a minute because there's another layer uh, of our relationship that I want to make sure that your <laughs> audience knows. So Scott and I are sitting at the table and, and we were being fed very well uh, and having a great time, having great conversations. And you said to me, Matt, I'd like for you to listen to my podcast and tell me what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And do you remember what my response to you was? Are you serious? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Are you serious? Do you uh, really want me really to do that? Be careful. That. And, if you uh, open Pandora's box, like, just be careful. And, and um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 that was not a business transaction. That was, hey, you were asking me for something. And I, and, and I did, right? I mean, we had an hour-long conversation about little different things, the tips and tricks and techniques that you can do to be better behind the microphone. And, mm. and I, I wanted to, to highlight that because um, that's very important to us, right? Uh, what's very important, this is a show. Like people forget that. This is entertainment. In fact, we call it the perfect podcasting formula. Storytelling, education, entertainment, call to action. Every podcast that you have need to have those four components. And in fact, if you remember, one of the things that I said to you is you're killing it on the storytelling. You're very entertaining. You're providing great education, but your call to action needed to be stronger because people are investing 30, 40, 50 minutes with you. It's okay to ask them to do something at the end of the show or even in the middle of the show. So like you just did, hey, you did a great call to action. Go to femalesandfinance.com become a member, right? That's right. Podcasters don't realize that it is, the, it's called the principle of reciprocity. There's a great guy. His name is Dr. Robert Cialdini. He wrote the book called seven principles of influence. Uh, he's actually, uh, 
he studies influence. That's what he does. That's what his PhD is in. Uh, he's a psychology professor. And the principle of reciprocity, he believes, is one of the strongest ones. You do something nice for somebody, it is okay to ask them to do something nice for you. So, Scott, you put time, talents, treasures, relationships all into this podcast. People find great value in listening. They learn from you. It's okay to ask. And I want everybody who has a podcast to think about that. You're a financial advisor. You give 30 minutes of great content. It's okay to ask them to do something. Hey, share this podcast with your friends and family. You know, if you know anybody who could use this advice, we'd love to hear from you, that sort of stuff. So sorry, I had to digress there because um, you were a, that was a bold question. Not a lot of people ask me that, Scott. Most people are like, well, I have a podcast and they just quickly move on. And you're like, I want you to help me. So I appreciate it. 100%. Well, you know, I mean, look, uh, it, it it's the cheesy anecdote of teamwork makes the dream work but yeah. I, the the all of those are born for a reason and i wholeheartedly believe in that that the sum of the parts is certainly greater together than individually and a lot of the times let's face it it's ego gets in the way particularly with advisors successful entrepreneurs of any kind and so allowing yourself to be vulnerable and expose yourself to saying hey you know are there things that we maybe aren't doing uh, in optimal fashion or just some things even worse, right. That we're doing completely wrong or not doing at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I couldn't think of any better place to ask for help than someone or an organization that's produced 5,000 episodes. So, um, we're, none of us are that good. <laughs> Let's just be honest. We can always get better and gain Intel and insights from another person. So and I, I appreciate you making for, that comment. Yeah, man. I, and I personally love asking for feedback on that stuff too. You know, when I am on somebody else's show, I, and I'm going to do this at the end of this show, how did that go? What could I do better? Um, because people ask me the same thing. Now, your original question was about the five ROIs and, and I talked about the content itself and net new assets. So I really only have three other ones that I need to address and I'll do that very quickly. Um, uh, so, so it also is easier to refer somebody to a podcast than it is to call my guy. And one of my favorite um, stories is we were working with a, the number one financial planning firm in mass mutual. So they do more financial plans than any other firm in mass mutual, or I'm sorry, in yeah. Uh, yeah. Mass mutual. And um, they were podcasting with us till mass mutual pulled us pulled. They weren't a lot of podcasting, anymore, right? Whatever. Um, and so we're going through analytics and uh, so we do that for our clients. We show them, you know, where they're at, where they're going, what we project and all of that sort of stuff. And he goes, Matt, I don't care about those numbers at all. And his partner was like, I do. And I was like, okay, Carl, we'll get to you in a minute. But Russell <laughs> was the salesperson, right? And, and Russell goes, Matt, I don't care. All I have to say is that I have a podcast and everybody looks at me differently. Hmm. He's like, the, the, the level of referability it is. So, Hey, you know, you might not be ready to do business with us, but I would like you to listen to our podcast. Whoa, you have a podcast. What is it about? Well, we want to continuously educate people in the greater Georgia areas, which is where they live in, in North Florida, um, you know, to make sure that they're making wise financial decisions. And it was their tagline, you know, to not only help you, but help generations to come that sort of thing. Right. And everybody was like, Holy crap. And he'd even have them get their phone out and subscribe to the show. And, um, the other thing with referability is if you are going up against another financial advisor, which all of you are all the time, if somebody who you say, Hey, Scott, I want you to call my guy. Right? So they go and first thing what they're, what are they going to do when they say, call my guy? What is that potential client going to do? They're going to do a Google search. That's right. <clears throat> 
If you don't have a strong social media presence, if you don't have a podcast, if your website sucks, see, I talk about podcasting because that's really what where expertise is in, in execution. But this is the whole idea of the influence journey. Most of you are selling to skeptics, people who don't know who you are, don't know what you do and don't know why they should do business with you. We move you along the continuum so that you are actually having people buy from you who are fans, right? And one of the best ways to do that, we believe, is to take your natural gift of gab, package it, and turn it into. So that's that's number two, increase referability. Number three, centers of influence. Oh, go ahead. So I was just going to unpack that for a moment and, and just, you know, the, the power of, of making yourself familiar and mm. building rapport without direct interaction is something that you have to take very seriously, especially in the fast moving of today's day and age. I mean, the noise, the sound around us, the phone calls, the emails, the bombardment of just life, you know, people don't have the capacity or the bandwidth really to, to allocate all this additional time and taking calls. So th my point is the process that advisors would go through to scale their business and to engage uh, with new clients and build rapport uh, through phone calls, face-to-face -face meetings, things of this nature. We got to shift the paradigm. The cheese has moved, right? Uh, and you got to move with it. I went to a conference recently, um, and this will lead into this next point of return on investment. I was at a conference recently, and I had a number of people come up to me uh, and shake my hand and say, it is such an honor to meet you. I feel like I know you very well. I'd never met that person, Scott, ever. Mm -hmm. I don't know who those people are. But because of the fact that we put out such consistent, very personal, vulnerable, intimate content, that these people, they, are, they feel like they know who I am, right? And, and wow, first off, what an honor for anybody to invite me into their life. I mean, that's just huge. And I can't think, I, I can never thank anybody enough for allowing uh, that privilege. Um, and we know that it's a privilege, so that's why we take it so seriously. Mm -hmm. All right. That was number two, referability. Number three, um, greater share of wallet, right? So here's the funny thing. If you have a good strategy with your podcast, you are going to be able to sell new products and services to existing clients, which you, Scott, as a very successful business person, know that it's easier to sell a, a new product to an old client than it is to get a new one, right? Absolutely. My favorite story with that is we have an advisor in Milwaukee and um, he had a trust attorney on and the trust attorney said, you know, Jeremy, I don't know if you know this, but I've got a whole and he's, you know, they were on video. He's pointing down. I have a whole desk drawer full of trusts that have been paid for and that have been signed that have never been funded. And Jeremy's like, well, you know, well, that seems really common. And he's like, here's the deal. I don't do that. That's why you need to call your financial advisor. The podcast went live. Mm -hmm. One of his clients called him up and said, Oh my God, I feel like I have egg on my face. I'm one of those people who paid for a trust that's sitting in this guy's drawer that was never been funded. I have a bank CD with 400 grand that I was planning on doing this. I just didn't know how to fund the trust. And he goes, well, I can help you with that. Right? I mean, dude, how many yeah. of those do you need to have to have a really great year? Um, so greater share of wallet, right? And, and this is one of the reasons why I, I love what you guys do. We've had deep conversations, uh, you know, about your organization and how important I feel it is uh, to provide really, really amazing 
products that the, the general public need to offer and need to have offered to them um, in a way that they can understand and realize the value of what those are. So I think that's very, very valuable. Um, do you have any, do you have any, what do you think about the greater share of wallet? Well, I mean, certainly that's one thing we are, we are constantly banging our head up against the wall with advisors and that look, let again, highly functional, highly operational. We get very good at a specific subset of, sure. of the financial planning process. And so going outside those lanes or staying, you know, it's like, it's a lot easier to just stay in the guardrails going 180 miles an hour. Uh, and I'm efficient and productive at that. However, it's absolutely the case and it's getting worse in the sense that the cost of new client acquisition is exponentially getting more and more and more expensive, harder and harder to do outside of personal introductions, natural network centers of influence, things like this, which is for many just a slow drip. So outside of that, it's yes, absolutely. Are we, are we professing ourselves to be comprehensive, holistic financial planners? If it is, well, there's a subset of requirements that you should adopt and, and embody as, as a comprehensive and holistic financial. If you're saying you are X, then let us help be the extension of that practice and partner with you to offer the all of the solutions that a consumer may need. To your point, uh, podcasting is exactly another uh, opportunity that allows you to bring in experts. You're the quarterback of your practice, whether it's an estate planning attorney, a CPA, long-term care specialist. I could go on and on and on. Yep. What a great opportunity for you to not have uh, the responsibility of knowing everything, but enlightening upon your audience, your customer base. These are the things that you should be thinking about in retirement. Okay. Three things. You just teed me up for number four, which I, you're such a good podcast host. You know, you, I think you probably <laughs> knew that. Uh, but number one, uh, Michael Kitsis came out with a study very recently. It's $2,140 as the average client acquisition cost. Just so all of you know, nowadays, that's what his study said. Um, that's an incredible two, amount of money. Oh my gosh. And, and, that, and, and the funny part about it was, is part of that calculation, 70% of that calculation was the advisor's time time so it's not just an outlay of cash it's that much time an advisor has to put in to getting a new client which is freaking crazy so there's number one number two um, Julie Littlechild is a good friend of mine, and I've followed her for many years. Uh, she has something called Absolute Engagement, which is a survey that she does, and she surveys advisors' clients, asking things about products and services, referability, just basically taking the pulse of where your clients are and their overall happiness. And she added questions about, about life insurance, annuity, disability, that sort of stuff. And the crazy part was it was an astronomical number that when she said, if your advisor offered these products, would you buy them? And how many of them said yes? And with that, I'm going to just put a pin in the last point that you said. I don't believe that you are a fiduciary if you don't offer life insurance products or don't have a resource to offer life insurance products to your clients. I do not think that that is actually doing what is best for your clients if you're not having that conversation. And by the way, I pissed off a lot of people with that statement, but I stand by it 100%. But you mm -hmm. teed me up into the last part, brother, which is this, centers of influence. One of the, the way that we've grown our business here at Proudmouth is with this one strategy. So we've been in business for about five years now. We did, we're a multi-million dollar company now in five years. And our only marketing strategy was the podcast. So what we did 
was Kirk and I started doing the podcast together, got got our thought leadership in the can. And then we started inviting guests and I started interviewing guests in order to be a guest on the show. You had to give real value to our listeners. Uh, You had to have a very specific, valuable call to action, but then you had to share our show with your entire network. You're going to do the same thing as, as an advisor. Bring the estate planning attorney on. Talk about trusts. And at you know, and then you're going to do a show of 30 minutes about how freaking awesome that estate planning attorney is. And of course, they're going to share that with their network. All of a sudden, you just got your thought leadership introduced into an entirely new network. You rinse, lather, and repeat. You do that over CPA, other CPA, mergers and acquisitions, divorce attorney, real estate agent, travel agent, wine sommelier, right? All of these different things can add great value to your audience and expose your podcast, your thought leadership, and your brand to a brand new group of people that you normally wouldn't get in front of. Amen to that. I love that. You know, the other element too is like, again, it's a show, right? Produce the show. Allow yourself to push the envelope. Be creative. Have fun. You don't always have to stay in the the lane of exactly what it is it is that you do perfect example you just said wine well if you have passion and personal interest with wine that's a great indirect way to connect with some of your listeners and audience or somebody who's going to tune into your podcast who's like oh wine i love that this mm-hmm. guy's also a financial advisor or wealth manager great that seems pretty cool we have a personal connection mm-hmm. who knows where it goes right so uh, and that's the very, very fun part of producing a podcast is let yourself allow yourself to push the boundaries, have fun with it. Be what are you passionate about? Because that passion is going to breed through into the audience, into the quality of the show, and everybody wins. Yeah, everybody wins. All right. So, in summary, what are the top five? Uh, right. So, uh, best communication tool and it's art number two, increased referability, uh, number three, greater share of wallet. Number four, deepening relationships with centers of influence. And then the last one is actually net new assets. So I'm pretty sure we've summed that up and made it very hard for any advisor to not think twice about getting into video production, content creation, and specifically podcasting. You know, the other element of podcasting, I would say it's, it's not just the podcast in and of itself. In an episode like today, how many clips yeah. do you think can be extracted from this 25-minute conversation, 30-minute conversation that can be used to promote, to put out into the digital sphere of marketing and engagement through different different mediums? I mean, there's so much that I could do yeah. with the conversation that you and I just had. And same and that, goes for advisors. And, and that's why we have an entire business model, right? We, we don't just do the podcast production and syndication. We take the podcast just like this one. And my team listens and finds those smart things and turns them into video clips and audio clips and quote memes and then text-based posts. Uh, and that's, that's the always driving back. So, so um, my favorite thing about marketing, and I'll leave you with this, is marketing has fundamentally changed. You have to market to your ideal clients and prospects in the media, which they prefer while they're there with organic content. If you do those things, you are going to be so far ahead of everybody else. And, you know, again, so where do your clients live? LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, don't care where it is. 
that's where you're going to put the content. It's got to be your content. It's got to be your passionate content. And it's got to be ever present and omnipresent. Different social media platforms have different folkways and mores, which basically means LinkedIn, you can post up to twice a day. You don't want to be posting all the time. Twitter, you can post every freaking 15 minutes, right? Instagram, five, 10 times a day. But you need to know that so that you know what the frequency is that you're going to use that social media platform to get in front of the right people and get their attention. Okay. Thank you for that. Sure. Next up. Uh Uh-oh. Call to action. Mm. Really identifying uh, for advisors who... So let me, I guess let me put it this way. <clears throat> There's three things that come to mind in the conversations and that we've had with advisors in, in uh, their delay in, or skepticism in, in engaging in, in producing and building their own podcast. Uh, intimidation comes to mind. Time allocation slash bandwidth comes to mind. And barrier to entry. <laughs> uh, I know you have answers to those three. Oh, uh, and sure. specifically how... Proud mouth alleviates any and all of those barriers. Yeah. So the the confidence, one of the things that that we do right out of the gate is uh, all of our advisors have a professional co-host who helps them with their first 10, 12 shows. We actually have professional voice talents. Most of them have done multiple thousands of episodes with advisors. Uh, and so it becomes a conversation. So you're going to get comfortable behind the microphone to make sure that you're doing a good job. That really increases your confidence. If you know that all you have to do is know your talking points and you show up and a really, really wicked smart person asks you questions and makes you sound smart, your confidence factor goes through the roof. Um, the second thing, time allocation. We recommend that an advisor allocates three to four hours a month working with us. Now, if you try to do this on your own, you're going to really multiply that by four or five. Uh, and we've already done all of the research on that. And if anybody wants to have me explain that, you can DM me on LinkedIn, uh, connect with me there, ask me, Matt, why does it take an advisor so much time to do what you do? And I'm more than happy to explain it. And then the last thing is the barrier to entry. And I want you all to do a little bit of math. Uh, and the math is this. Um, great advisors, this is the Kitsis report, great advisors are spending 8 to 10% of gross not net on marketing. So the top advisors, that's what they do. Are you spending seven, eight, nine, 10% of your gross not net on marketing? And if you're not, the other ones are, and they're getting the attention of your clients, whether you believe it or not, that's just the reality. And so if you look at that, you know, you really need to get, so let's say, you know, you're going after, um, you know, clients who have a, a million dollars in assets, right? So you take, you know, 1% of that, that's $10,000, but hopefully you're actually offering other products and services, financial planning fees. So let's say that that net worth of that client within the first year is 15 grand, right? Um, how many of those clients do you need to get to make you feel that podcasting is valuable for you? That's the math that you need to do. Uh, you know, we know what the market will bear because we've sold hundreds and hundreds of these at this point. Um, and on top of that, listen, you'd work with us for a year cause you got to do it to gain momentum. If it doesn't work for you, you move on. That doesn't happen very often. Cause one, like you're having, you enjoy doing this dude. Like oh, that's yeah, one of the reasons I why I love the smile that you get when you come up with a great question. I mean, all of those sorts of things, there's value in that. And, you know, so not, you know, our clients have a lot of fun and then they start getting new business. 
And then they're like, yeah, this is a freaking no brainer. So uh, th those are really how I, I talk about those three major objections for lack of a better description. So I hope that answers that. That's wonderful. You know, I, I to, to close on that um, and why we do it. And it, those three words that are right next to our logo, people, this is about people. It's a people business through and through. Uh, we are passionate about what it is that we do. Every day I wake up, I'm blessed. I pinch myself at the opportunity that we have and who we have to serve. And three, it is about performance. We are not doing this for just going through the motions. It's about adding value, making a difference, enhancing the lives of those that we serve. And that's the objective here. So thank you very much for joining us. Matt, how do, how do our advisors, our listeners engage with you to make a difference and enhance their life and their practice? connect with me on LinkedIn, right? So if you type in Matt Halloran, uh, I'm going to come up very, very quickly, especially in financial services. Uh, you, I mean, again, Pod Rocket Academy, uh, which is how you can learn how to do this yourself, uh, or you can just go to our proudmouth.com website. Uh, but I really think that connecting with me on LinkedIn is probably going to give you the best uh, opportunity to continue to learn uh, and hopefully have some of these concepts that we talked about today reinforced. Uh, and Scott, uh, people, passion, and performance. I mean, isn't that what we all should be focused on, dude? <laughs> I, I, I loved it when I saw that when we were talking about it initially and I was reviewing your show and I was listening to how you position those three things. That's why advisors do what they do, mm -hmm. right? That's why you do what you do. That's why we, we, I love people. I'm passionate about helping you get your voice out in the marketplace and stop being the best kept secret. But none of that matters if there isn't a performance component, right? Well, you know what you do works. Advisors know what they do works. We know what we do works. Uh, and when you all kind of start hanging out together, just rising tide lifts all boats, brother. Great things happen. You are the man. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you to our listeners. Until next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please subscribe, like, share, leave a comment or review. Be sure to check us out on social media at Optimized Advisor Podcast. Till next time. <laughs>